Hebrews chapter 12. As you're doing that, I, I do want to thank you for uh, um, your prayers for Katie. Um, she is uh, many, many months ago uh, came into an agreement to go to a, uh, a studio, a um, very well-known studio, and to meet with the owner and a guy that was really well-known in Christian music in his younger days. Um, but God's doing some wonderful things there. Um, and uh, my prayer would be that the Spirit of the Lord would uh, just fill that studio and let these folks that are very accomplished musicians and very skilled producers feel something that from the Lord that they've never felt. And um, I, I thank you for, for joining with that. And, um, you know, uh, Debbie and Katie were very sad that they weren't going to be here to see Michael get married. And um, we, we had all kinds of conversations at my house trying to figure out how we were going to take care of kitties and, uh, <laughs> you know, who was going to be able to go. And Kelly's been managing this major project. She was at work till 9 o'clock on Friday night. And so I elected to let Fabian go because he and Michael were in so many ways brothers in so many ways from the, in this house. But my heart was with you. And we're just very thankful for the blessing God's given um, and the new pathway, another new stream of pathway into Brazil. <laughs> so anyway, praise God. Um, Hebrews 12 is um, in so many ways where we are right now. Uh, Hebrews 11 is the, the hall of faith, and there is a, an ongoing list of all of these people that um, are champions of the Old Testament, and then it spoke of many who we don't really know anything about, and then a lot of unnamed people. And then it comes rolling into Hebrews chapter 12, and it speaks about... Uh, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race which is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He's the author of our faith because he's the one that brought us to the right hand of God, and He's also going to finish whatever work we've been ordained to accomplish there. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the Father at his throne. And then you see a discussion about how God works with sons, how he perfects, how he chastens, and you really have a very stern admonition to recognize what it is that God has placed before you, what he's given you to be and to do. And um, you, you have this testimony of all these champions of faith. And then you come rolling into Hebrews 12 where it speaks about the right hand of the Father and Jesus being the author and finisher of our faith. 
and then the talk of sonship and being chastened of the Lord and perfected and worked by His Spirit so that we're ready for what we are to do. We are compassed about with a great cloud of martyria. Um, this cloud is, is um, really partnering with God as they did on earth. So they are they're, they're continuing to stand with Him on behalf of His purpose, on behalf of His rest, restoration that He wants for this earth and for mankind. And so then there's an encouragement in verse 12. Uh, to lift up your hands and uh, which hang down your feeble knees, make straight paths for your feet. Don't allow the lame to turn you out of the way. Be healed. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man will see the Lord. And looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled. Then it speaks about Esau selling his birthright. And um, it, it speaks then about how every part of this we're facing right now. Every part of this is indicative of God's plan for using his sons to be champions of faith. And then it, it comes and it says, you, you know, you're not... You're not come to an earthly mountain. But it says in verse 22, You are come unto Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn which are written in heaven, to God the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant, to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. See that you do not refuse him that speaks, for if they escape not who refused him that spoke on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he's promised, saying, Yet once more I will not shake the earth only, but also heaven. And this word yet once more signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken, as of things that are made, and those things that which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, and I love this phrase, let us have grace, whereby, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Let us have grace. I like that. He just talked earlier about making sure you don't fail in grace. But he says, let us have grace. And that's, uh, that having is from a, a, a wonderful word that we know. It's the word echo. And it, it, can be, uh, it can be many things. It can be, first of all, what the essence of it is, that what's been said will be and will be returned. But it really has an, an essence of grabbing hold to. You can, you can take hold of someone for the purpose of returning them to what they should be reckoned, reckoning with. It, it, it's, it is a grasp for what has been intended and that, that it would be uh, returned then to those that, to, to God. To, that, that the intended reach of his voice, his plan would be done. So let us have grace. That should be uh, 
an overwhelming sentiment in our lives. Let us have grace. Because that's what the throne is. It's the throne of grace. Faith is at the right hand of the throne. Grace is, is what that throne is made up of. And um, God is always wanting to partner with his sons who are there with Jesus at the right hand. And grace is something that is the economy of the kingdom. It is the vulnerability of God to us, welcoming us as partners concerning what he wants to do, but not just that, concerning how he wants to do it and to, to be there in his spirit, in who he is, uh, in grace. So let us lay hold of that. Let us, let us not just embrace it, but let us guarantee that what grace has been ordained to, to, uh, to accomplish will be accomplished. And I, I think to me, out of all of these wonderful verses that are here, that one is, a, is, a, is a, an exceptional word that I am emblazoning upon my spirit. Let us have grace. Let us hold on to it. Let us accomplish what God has ordained to do through it. Let us carry it all the way through. We do not want to, we do not want to fail in grace. See, because when you fail in grace, you then contribute fodder to bitterness. Bitterness is false prophecy. Bitterness is that uh, woundedness that fuels so much of the enemy kingdom. And so many people who fail in grace do not recognize the ramification of it for themselves. It's not just that they become old and bitter. But they partner, they contribute their commissioning. They, com they contribute dimensions of the anointing that was given to them by God. They contribute that into a realm that is really of darkness. And I don't want to do that. I want to say, let us have grace. I, I am, we're committed to this. We're laying claim to it. We're holding on. And we're saying not just that we've got a hold of it, but we're going to return it. What we hear is going to be. We're going to return it back to God. And I love that connection. Let us echo grace. Let us have it. And so the throne of grace is doing a lot of things. We've entered into a new timetable. And all of these, this is not just some poetic phrasing. And it's not just for the sweet by and by. We are come, not we will come, verse 22. We are come unto our Mount Zion, that, that place where God speaks about the dry place becoming fruitful because Zion is by definition a dry and wilderness place. Look it up. And the, and the reason that is, is that you take the hand of God there and he says, will you partner with me to turn something good into this? That's what Zion is supposed to be. That's what Mount Zion was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a way to reach into the nations with the glory of God, not just become self-consumed. The angel rebuked that. Jesus, his, one of his last words was, go from this place and established to the uttermost parts of the earth. 
but we are coming to a heavenly Zion. And it, we, to the city where the living God is, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn, written in heaven, to God the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, Jesus, the mediator of this new diatheke, this, this continual drawing forth of supply, to the blood of sprinkling, how powerful that is, We've studied about this, and it is an operative thing. The blood of sprinkling that uh, touches us in so many ways, touches the places where we're called to minister, touches the instruments of service, touches our conscience to cause us to be cleansed and ready to receive and think on what God wants. The blood of sprinkling in the patterns of the heavens that prepare the way for what God wants to do, and that stelos, that, that pillar from the temple. Uh, this is just so wonderful, but this is a living reality for us. See, I'm not talking some glowing, flowing rhetoric from some philosophical handbook. This is where we are. This is where you are called to be. And this is what's going on right now. I mean, one of the sad things that when I was growing up in church and then when I went on through schooling, you know, the only thing we thought of heaven was that it was the end zone. It was the destination. And we, the only thing we'd really talk about regarding heaven was lots of fanciful things. I'm going to see my loved ones there. You know, I'm going to have streets of gold. And, you know, I'm going to mansion over the hilltop. And, you know, uh, I, I just got all this stuff going on in, in what heaven is. And then we would talk about the Catholics who thought that there was a there was a way station called purgatory and how ridiculous that was. When we go, we're going straight through. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. We're just going straight through. That's the only thing we thought of heaven. And really, truthfully, it is. But God wants us there now. now the plethora of Scripture. Plethora is not a strong enough word. We are citizens of heaven. Our conversation is in heaven. And we are... We are at seated in the heavenly seats we are functioning on behalf of the father and and really um, we recognize this mark preached such a powerful evangelistic word today about the the trees of life and we, there are several passages about the river of god i mean this is this is operatively where we are right now in our intercession yes we're here on earth we're doing what God wants, but we're not doing this on our own. We're not doing this uh, without the, the, the interaction and partnership with the throne. You know, I was reading one of the passages Mark had from Ezekiel, and, you know, it speaks about the river of God that, that flows through paradise from, from the area there at the, at the temple and the throne. And, you know, it begins. This is a progression of partnership with God. The ankles mean that water to the ankles, we are, we are committed to the pathway. You know, the ankles have to be secure, and, and you, you have to commit to the pathway. And then water to the knees. Knees always represent grace and going forward and moving further. Then, then water to the loins, where you are gaining productivity and you're, you're gaining function. And then waters that cannot, waters to swim in that cannot be passed over. And what that is, is a progression of partnership. 
But that point where it's too far, too, too much to, to navigate, is where that river of life splits off for the intended tributaries around the world. And, and so, you know, and, and the reason you, you can't swim there, it's, it's, like, it's like you don't swim where a waterfall is. You don't swim there because you can be sucked down and carried away. You know, it's, it, where we touch that place is from the recipient place. And, um, but then he took him back to what he said was the brink, you know, and, which, is, which is where this water begins, where it cascades down into this place of paradise. And, um, you know, we as saints function in, in godly ways on behalf of the restoration of the earth there. But, you know, it's, it's, it's where we are. We're sensing this. So many are feeling this. And my heart was, was just stirred this morning as Mark was speaking about these things. And so many others have referenced them. I, I've referenced them five or six times. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about what happened right now. And so we are, we are functioning together, all of us. And, and my word today as we come to this table is to reiterate in our, each of our ears, each of our hearts, that this is what's happening. This, this is what's happening. And you, you are part of this. You say, well, I don't see any of these things. You know, I, I don't know. You know I'm, not, I'm not a seer. I'm not somebody who functions in that way. That doesn't disqualify you. I mean, you know, it's that same thing Paul speaks about. Can the eye say, you know, to the, to the hand and to the ear and, you know, to the foot? And, you know, we, we have need of, of everything. But we've all been given this gift of diversities of tongues. We've all been given the command to proskuneo. We've all been given the, the, the empowerment to, to pray and to seek him and to hear from him. And every part of that supplies, every joint supplies. But I think today, as we, as we come to this table, and Monica mentioned it earlier about the healing and the supply that's coming, I, I believe that. I believe that, you know, as I was thinking about this morning, that the table itself should be the event. The table itself should not be an addendum. It's not something that we just add on because we're obeying to do it. And so often that's what it is. It's more ecumenical. It's more, you know, just a, a, a command and we better do it or else. But it's a supply. We meet with our Lord and there's an empowerment. There's provision. And I, I believe today, though, that this sprinkling of the blood, there are places in us, you know, you got the word about physical healing and, and being supplied physically and provision coming for what we need. I agree with that and I release that. We need to have continued commune with our Father and continue to hear the ramas that he's releasing the, the unveiling of the deep things of his word that he's releasing. We need that capacity in his word, and we need to know how to apply it into us as the body of Christ. 
But the blood of sprinkling is something that we're needing increasingly in our own framework, in our mind, in our garments, in the right ear, the right thumb, the right toe, the great toe. Um, we need it in, in the instruments of service. We need it to purge away anything in our mind and conscience that would keep us from grasping what God wants. But we need it in the heavens. And you say, well, I don't know about that. Well, did you just read this? You see all this stuff, the General Assembly, Church of the Firstborn, uh, Heavenly Jerusalem, an innumerable company of names. Oh, yeah, that's all in heaven. To Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, to the blood of sprinkling. That's something that we need in the heavens for the patterns and for so many other ways. So I'm asking today that when you come to this table, you recognize that this is an ordained moment before you and God. And that you know that he's wanting to provide for you. We've already laid hands on one another. Prophetic word's been given. But now God wants to continue that word. It's kind of like a therapeutic today. And he wants to release supply and health and life to you. He wants to empower you as you're part of the body of Christ in this house, in the houses of the saints, as body of Christ for the breaking of that bread that will stand in the position that God has called us to stand and be faithful and fruitful there, and that we'll hear him more clearly and, and see him and know him in, in such a delightful way, which is what he wants. But this blood that cleansed us and recleansed us from all of our sins, redeemed us, the blood of adoption, this wonderful blood, we thank God for that. But now we take it, not just as a clarion call for something that's already been done, but for an active influence in our life, the sprinkling of the blood, and through us, the sprinkling of the blood in the things God has called us to be and to do in the heavens. We need that. It's not just insight. It's not just revelation. It's not just commune and feeling warm and cuddly up there and empowered. It's not just, you know, the, the sights and the sounds and the, and the moving of his winds. And it's not all of those things are wonderful, but none of them would be without the blood. None of them. And that blood, as Andre Crouch sang, will never lose its power. It's still reaching to the very highest mountains, the lowest valleys, giving us strength and empowerment and empowering those things that be not as though they are. So just be continually aware that this is where God has brought us. And it's biblical, to say the least. It is biblical. We will not fail of the grace of God, and we say triumphantly, let us have grace. We're holding on to it. And um, we, uh, uh, we're, the kingdom we're receiving cannot be moved. And uh, we're going to serve God acceptably, doing exactly what he wants, revering him, and absolutely knowing that he is with us. It's a godly fear, and our God is a consuming fire. He is, uh, he's in that bush that's burning, and he is with us um, in, the, in the application of judgment and burning. And 
I'm just so grateful for that. And I'm thankful to be walking with, with you all in this and with our saints from around the world. You know, I mentioned on Wednesday night something that just thrilled me. And, um, you know, there's so many wonderful things that are happening around the world and doors that God is opening for this, this thing that God has given to you. And, um, you know, just an hour, hour before our prayer time on Wednesday, we got a, 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 a WhatsApp text from Yawali through our pastor at First Fruits Church there in Sao Paulo, and he said that the, the head of this pastor's association that has 100 different pastors came to Luciano just that day, Wednesday, and said, this message that we heard uh, during this saint's seminar, all of our churches need it, and we're all wanting it. And he said, well, can, you, can you welcome that team, and we'll, we'll get a, a big enough facility somewhere here in this seventh largest city in the world, and we want all of these hundred pastors and all of our congregations to come at once and hear it. You think about that for a moment. Think about that. And that doesn't even mention the other cities, the other regions, the other places. And, and so I wrote immediately back and I said, well, we're not waiting until the fall to do that. <laughs> and Tuesday I've got a meeting with them online to try to do it much earlier in the year because we need to get these people functioning. We need to get them fed. We need to get them while the, while the spirit is moving. We need while they're hungry. We need to feed them, and um, you know, um, I I then had another discussion about this place up in at the at the headwaters of the Amazon, this Manaus, and all of the different churches and all the different places and all the different tribal ministries that are all right there, and they're all wanting this message. And, you know, very soon we're going to be in, in, in Belgium. And the church there in Tournai is, is just alive with this. And so many of these prayer groups and so many people, Alan and Colette in Verviers, we're going to be going there to minister and, and as well. And, you know, there's a, there's a great hunger. We just came from France and we're hearing so many words from France. We're hearing from the, 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 our represent, well, God's representatives in, in, in African nations. And it's, it's amazing. But the point is that it's on earth as it is in heaven. And the work there is where we've come to. You cannot, it is, you cannot dispute this. It, it, is, it is there. We are come. And, and so let us have grace. Let us have it. And um, we're, we're very, very grateful for this. And, you know, one of the things that I'm grateful for, you know, in, here in our country, this, this, this region, West Virginia and Ohio, and right by my home state. Well, I guess Texas is my home state now, but where I was born. Um, we're going to have, as part of this, we're going to be meeting right on the banks of the Ohio River at a huge Salvation Army Center. And we're going to have 
a time of prayer through a Sunday night, and then we're going to go into the early hours in the morning uh, doing, doing intercession, teaching, but then warfare on behalf of that region. And I thought, you know, we're going to also, as a network, take an offering up there, and we're going to bless the Salvation Army up there. And, you know, I don't know if you've heard this past week or so, but the politically correct crew went after Chick-fil-A and Salvation Army, and I just can't hardly believe that. You know, was it last year that uh, Ezekiel Elliott jumped into the Salvation Army tank in the end zone on the football game, and the NFL fined him for it? He said, I'd do it again anyway, you know? And, you know, one of the things at Allen and Colette's church is there, there's, there's this really strong influence in the Salvation Army ministries there. And, and, you know, God is just beginning to, to connect us with a lot of, uh, a lot of um, allies. And um, I, I believe that he chose that location uh, as one of the many locations in June for a very re specific reason. But there's a hunger. And, and what we have to do is have grace. We must be faithful in intercession. We must be before the throne. We must gain our empowerment to, 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 to hear and obey and to see the release of what God wants upon this earth. And, you know, so many of you have labored in this for decades. Many of you are like me. Throughout your life, you... You were Pentecostal, you walk with God, and you, you know that all the experiences that God has given you, all the blessings, has led you to this point. And this is, this is a, a telling moment to serve Him. And it's exciting, but we need that blood of sprinkling. We need it. And I, I, we need the Word, we need this bread, we need this blood. But rem remember that it's not just on this earth. We are citizens of heaven. Our conversation is there. We are, we are there. With All of these things are real. All of these things are real. All of these things, you know, you can describe elements of what we've seen and experienced with every one of them. And, um, but it's not just a poetic expression. It's not just the writer of the Hebrews going off on us. This is where we are. And um, this inspired, inerrant, God-breathed word is true. And um, let us have grace. So um, I, I think that as we come to this table this morning, I remind you that what was declared today already and what God's already begun to do, believe that as you partake of this, that God is touching your physical frame. He's strengthening you. He's cleansing you. He's healing you. He's providing for you. He's, he's giving you strength. And He's giving you uh, vitality and renewing your youth. Um, we need this. And, um, and as we come to the blood, Apply that sprinkling and know that it is a divine impartation to you. And know that God 
is going to um, he's going to let you hear from him, commune with him, and be able to use that blood in ways that he has ordained for this moment that has not been able to be done up to this point according to the timetable of God. Know that. And I'm just very thankful, and I, uh, I, I bless all of you. I bless you in this. And be sensitive, be aware, because the, the, the line between heaven and earth is very, very thin. And uh, he's, just, he's just with us, and we thank you for that, Father. We thank you. And so... Um, we're going to come to the table now, and you can spend as much time as you want. Remember, we're going to be um, we're going to be having a very powerful time tonight, and our network is joining us in this pursuit. We've invited them, um, so five thirty, and then prayer tonight. But right now is a is a a really powerful um, impartation that um, is for us, is for us. Now, it, it was my privilege today to, to prepare this. And normally Monica McNatt does this, and we're so grateful for that. Uh, she, I think she's had her hands a little bit full this weekend. And so I readily said, I'll do this. And I did it in a weird way, because this is a full table, but this, I left gaps. And I want you to, I want you to, to really, I felt I did that prophetically. Because it, uh, it's, not, it's not hard to squirt the little thing with the juice in these. I mean, that did, I didn't cut down on the workload. But what do these gaps represent? To me, I was, I was praying as I did it. And I thought, Lord, there are, there are those that have abandoned the calling that God is reaching to, and there are those that we've not yet met that God has ordained to stand with us. And so I think we need to proclaim the blood of Jesus over those places that God has ordained to come alive, whether by someone returning and coming as the prodigal back to God, or someone that God has... Uh, God has really ordained to awaken in this moment. So I didn't do that. This, this full tray is for us. And I, I, would even, I would even ask you to consider doing the sprinkling of the blood over your own self and then prayerfully, if you feel led, to come and say, Lord, I'm believing as I share this for this one that's been called to stand in their gap, for this one that maybe has abandoned their post. Maybe they've failed in grace, and God is saying, come back. Um, that's why I did it that way. And um, I, I believe that it was of the Lord. So we bless this now. And um, thank you, Father. I feel your presence so strongly here. I bless these people. I thank you for them. I pray that you take them into that place that you've ordained for them. You're so desirous of them being there with you and knowing you in that way. And, and I, I just release that 
now to them in Jesus' name. I bless this people in this Thanksgiving week, and I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Well, let's come, and God bless all of you. Um, he's here. Enjoy him.